On this episode, I am going to cover a very quick idea on how I can make $100,000 just with maybe an afternoon's worth of work. And I'm also going to share why I'm not going to implement this idea, even though I want to so, so bad. I really want to implement this idea, but I'm not going to. And at the end of this episode, you're going to learn why. But I'm actually going to give you the step-by-step process on how to do this for yourself. So even if you want to take this idea and run with it, you will be able to do this idea. You will be able to make that $100,000 and that's fine. And if you do that, you know, I don't know, maybe send me a shout out. Let me know how you're doing with all this newfound money that you have. So here's this idea. Right now, for those that have been listening to my podcast, you know that I've been living in Tulum, Mexico. And Tulum, Mexico, this is an interesting town. This is a very expat heavy town. So you will see a lot of people that aren't Mexican people. It's mostly Americans that are coming, but you'll also have some Europeans that'll come. And the the situation in Tulum right now, it's interesting because you have a lot of money that is coming here and they're usually coming here to get away from COVID. And they're coming here with a lot of money. This is one group. There's also this other group that comes here to party. But these people that are coming here to party, I mean, they have wealth. Right. And when you have wealth and they're coming here to party, you attract the cartel because the cartel wants to capitalize on this tourist activity that's coming here. So the cartel is getting into all different kinds of businesses from transportation to selling drugs at raves. Like if you go to some of these jungle parties out here, it is just straight up a front for the cartel for them to be able to sell drugs. So. It's an interesting town. There's like a lot of interesting things happening here because there's a lot of tourists. There's also a lot of scams, a lot of scam activities. And most of the scams are just coming from regular businesses and services because they know they can charge a high amount for a lot of people that don't even know how to value different things. They might spend, for example, I know there are people that are spending upwards of $5,000 for the the very same apartment that I'm renting because they just, you know, didn't really think about valuing something. Someone threw out a a really high price and and whoever threw out that high price, they got lucky. So there's this situation in Tulum where everything is really expensive and it's really difficult to know who you can trust. And a lot of times when people come to Tulum, they will only be here for maybe a couple months. And while they're here for a couple months, they usually want to avoid the local transportation. So there's no Uber in Tulum. The cartel has driven Uber out. The cartel does. There is a taxi cartel. And and taxis in Tulum, they're priced at New York prices. So you are going to pay a lot. So if you're trying to take a taxi from the beach, maybe back to your condo in Aldeazama, which is like the closest residential center from the beach, you might pay a lot of money, especially if there's a lot of traffic and there's usually a lot of traffic. So what you will see is there is a community of expats that will start building over WhatsApp groups. And most of the buy sell activity doesn't happen on Facebook marketplace where you can easily get scammed. You don't know if you're going to meet someone that that's not legit, etc. There's this kind of underground market that is happening among the expat community. 
And most of the things that get sold are bikes and motorcycles because people want to avoid transportation. So you will see people selling bikes and motorcycles, scooters, etc. on WhatsApp groups. This is like where most of this market activity is happening. Well, right now, I am running into a situation where I am actually planning on moving to Medellin, Colombia. And I've built up a couple, a couple things while living in Tulum. Um, for me personally, for me to be able to avoid transportation, I have a moped. I have two electric kick scooters. So whenever I have guests, we can go out in the kick scooters. And the kick scooters are so much more fun than the moped. But now that I'm leaving, I have to sell all this stuff. And one of the ways that I can do it is I can actually sell it on WhatsApp like everyone else is doing. But even when I was buying it, the problem with buying and selling, it's like WhatsApp is fleeting. So it's not like Facebook Marketplace or it's not like a website where you can go to and you can get these services. There's no marketplace or directory for these services. Now, my idea is to build an Angie's List type of idea in Tulum where you have people that are buying and selling bikes be able to put it in this directory service where they can make this happen. And the way that I would do it is I wouldn't do it the way a traditional founder might think. A traditional founder, when I, I shouldn't say traditional founder, but a founder that's considering the traditional way of doing things, like a horse and buggy way of doing things where people went door to door for door to door sales, etc. This person might be thinking, I need to build an app and I will just build this app and people will come onto this app and they can buy and sell their things. And now they're putting together pitch decks and going to VCs and like, yes, I have identified this problem and we're going to start in Tulum and we're going to start expanding all to these other places where people can have underground markets among expat communities so they don't get scammed. And this is how they'll think and they'll start building this app. And by the time they built the app, someone like me will come in there and build something over an evening take all their market share from them, start building this customer list, be able to build MRR on this product really quickly without building a single thing and be able to win, right? So here's exactly how I would implement this. I wouldn't be thinking about pitch decks. I wouldn't be thinking about building an app, hiring developers or doing all these, finding a co-founder, doing all these other things that a founder might think you need to do to be able to implement this idea. No, I wouldn't do that at all. What I would do instead is I already own the name, domain name Tulumist.com. So Tulumist.com is a great domain name for a directory service like this, but you don't even need to have that domain name. You can call it yellowtulum.com and that that actually might just work. So even if you don't own Tulumist.com, if you just came out with yellowtulum.com, I'm pretty sure that domain name is still available. Go check it out. But it doesn't even have to be that name because the domain name and stuff doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is building this customer list. And while in Tulum, I've already built up a pretty sizable customer list just from these different things that I've been doing. And I actually have a, a lot of other products and services for the Tulum market. I wrote an entire book, but I'm not releasing that book anymore. I've done all these YouTube videos for the Tulum market and I actually stopped production on it. And now I have this idea where I can create this directory service app on, hosted on Tulumist.com so I can facilitate people buying and selling their bikes and basically get people to get some kind of membership. It's not even buying and selling, like people needing rides from the airport. It is so expensive that people are looking for these kind of services. So, <clears throat> excuse me, instead of 
going out and thinking about these traditional ways of doing something, the way that I would do it, again, you know, it could be tulumis.com, it could be yellowtulum.com. But the very first thing is I would look for off-the-shelf software that will already allow me to do this. And I am pretty sure, well, I know for sure that there are white label software that will help me build a directory service. So I don't even need to think about building the technology for myself. I can go license this from another provider, use it as white label, start putting that directory onto my domain and just put up a bike for sale or put up a scooter for sale or find someone on WhatsApp and say, hey, I'll sell, sell your bike for you. And then I'll just go around, go into different WhatsApp groups, go into different Facebook groups and says, hey, if you're looking for a bike, there's five bikes um, that are on sale on this site. Give them a reason to go on. These people are already problem aware and they're solution aware. They're just not product aware. So they'll easily check out your product because they're actively already looking for it. And if I had this directory service that I'm white labeling and I'm putting people onto my platform, all I would really need is to sell 100 memberships at $10 a month. Those 100 memberships at $10 a month would net me $1,000 a month. Now that $1,000 a month does not sound like a lot of money, right? But that $1,000 a month is $12,000 a year. Now let's say that for something like this, my cost would be so minimal, so I don't even have any costs. And marketing budget, I don't even need a marketing budget. It's so easy to grow a customer list that let's just assume my costs are high. Let's just assume that my costs are actually 50% of the revenue that I'm, built, uh, that I'm bringing in. So if I'm bringing in $1,000 profit, my costs are 50%. That means my, I'm sorry, $1,000 revenue, my costs are 50%. That means my profit is $6,000 per year. So, right? So I'm making $6,000 in profit per year based off of 100 people that are paying $10 a month to be a part of Tulumis.com. That's not very difficult to do, right? 100 people paying $10, this is something that, this app is something that I can build overnight and I can start seeding people into it by a week and start getting this MRR where I'm making $1,000 a month. But here's the key thing. The key thing is after I've taken it to $1,000 a month, I can easily sell it for $100,000. And here's how this will work, right? If I'm making $6,000 profit, then that is a $6,000 return. If an investor is looking for a 6% return on their money, then that means your company is valued or this asset that you just built is valued at $100,000, right? Because if you're making $6,000 in profit per year, 6% of $100,000 is $6,000. And that's in per perpetuity. So your the value of a perpetuity is is essentially um, hundred thousand. The value of this perpetuity is one hundred thousand dollars, right? So you're making six percent interest. That's six thousand dollars in profit. That would be a hundred thousand dollar investment. And getting to this number, a hundred sales for this very much needed app, is not very difficult to do. An investor can come in there and say, "I want a six percent interest." Um, I want to make passive income. They put $100,000 down and then they're now making this money. And this website is obviously going to grow over time if this is something that they can build, right? Um, 
at the same time, you might have competitors coming to the space. So you really need to think about nurturing and building this customer experience. But this is one of those type of apps where if you're first in the market and you can be first in the market just overnight by basically using off the shelf software instead of other people that are spending years trying to develop their product. Um, someone like me can come in there and just build something in one night and then just sell this for $100,000. And not only that, after I've sold this company for $100,000, it's making, it's, it's, it's not only does it have traction, but it's actually creating a customer list on its own, right? As more people start hearing about this, the customer list will grow. Whoever buys this app or this platform, they will be able to buy up any other company or work with any other company um, in Tulum that's catering to these type of customers and they'll be able to leverage this list. So they don't even have to have a product, but now that they have a list of a whole bunch of people on Tulumist.com, for example, or yellowtulum.com, then they can start going out, reaching out to all the restaurants in Tulum or hotels in Tulum or maybe even barbers or private chefs and all these other, other people that caters to this list. And they can rent out the list of these people and start making money that way. So not only do you get this $100,000, but you also get this customer list that you can leverage into other products and services. So this is something that I could easily do over an afternoon, right? But why am I not doing it? Here's the reason why I'm not doing it. The reason that I'm not doing it, and I spoke about this before, is as founders and visionaries, we let our next idea sabotage our best idea. This business idea, Tulumis.com, is my next idea. And if I give up an afternoon on trying to work on this and then give up a little bit of my, a little bit of my time to work on building up this customer list of people that live in Tulum, what that's going to do is it's going to take away time from me building up my customer list of early stage startup founders. And I know that my best idea is this startup accelerator program that I have vertical liftoff because I am solving a problem that I am passionate about, right? I've been in these founders' shoes. I see these founders do it the traditional way, and I see them essentially burning out and losing a lot of money on their product when really they could have just done it the way that I would do it, where I'm mouse wheeling it. I'm growing that customer list first. I'm not worried about the product. I'm worried about the customer experience. And I can just seed a little bit of people into this really simple idea, start making some monthly recurring revenue, and just flip it really easily. But I'm not doing it because the people in Tulum are not my dream customers. My dream customers are you, the person that's listening to this podcast, early stage startup founders who want to launch on their own terms, who don't want to go to an investor, who don't want to do what everyone tells them to do in terms of what other people think is the status or what other people know to be the status quo, but it's usually the wrong way to go do things. And I've illustrated exactly how other founders might think about it in terms of building out this app that helps you facilitate this, where I'm just coming in with off-the-shelf software that I white label, doing it in an afternoon, build up that 100 customers, 10 bucks a month, super easy. $100,000 just like that. But me doing this will take away time from my accelerator. So I am not going to do that. I am not going to let my next idea sabotage my best idea. But if you want to do it, let me know if you're going to take it over. 
Um, I would love to hear from you, love to hear your ideas. If you need a little bit more guidance on how to do this, I can help out on that too. I don't mind, but it's not something that I'm personally going to do because me trying to make $100,000 will take away from me making $1.2 million next year. And that time is not worth it for me. I'd rather focus my time on the $1.2 million and then try to scale that. I hope this helps with your business. I hope this helps you not sabotage your best idea by getting shiny object syndrome and focusing on your next idea. I really hope that you have found your niche that's congruent with your core identity. So you are building a customer list that's ready for you, that's right for you. And you know how to attract, capture, nurture, and convert your customers. And you are able to leverage this list that you're growing. You won't be bored of this, this venture that you're building versus if you just had shiny object syndrome, chased everything, you're chasing customers, you're throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what fits or because it's fun and you just end up sabotaging yourself. I hope this helps. This is Robin Copernicus. Boom, bam, I'm out. Hey, so if you're a 6%er entrepreneur here, four ways that I can help you right now. One, hit that subscribe button and the bell so you can always stay up to date on the latest marketing strategies and tactics from this podcast. Two, find out how much of a natural born entrepreneur you are by taking the visionary quiz at robin.ws forward slash quiz. Three, join the Visionaries Facebook group at robin.ws forward slash group. And finally, four, if you want to join the first startup accelerator that helps you skip investor funding, then go ahead and book a call with me at robin.ws forward slash call. 